There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. And just like that. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> big died. Girl, I guess we have to say spoiler alert. No, there's, it's no, there, no, I refuse. I refuse to handhold at every juncture. Yeah, it's, it's too much. Our listeners give us enough guff. We love the readers so much, but sometimes <laughs> you guys are out of pocket. Yeah, you're out of pocket sometimes when you come up to me and be like, you ruined this thing for me. There's incest in Game of Thrones or there's there's a Gossip Please. Girl and Gossip Girl. Yeah, I don't truly. Know. It's like, gotten to that point. It's like, can I say something? If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't watched the first two episodes of And Just Like That, that's truly, I don't know. I don't know how to relate to you girls anymore. I really, no, hey, <laughs> no. We just don't want you to feel any further kind of alienation from what we're talking about on this silly little podcast that we have. Oh, we did have some readers ask if we're doing 12 Days of Culture this year. We unfortunately... Will not be. Matt is very busy touring. You know, I'm busy working, I guess. Yeah, I, I would I would I would say that you are. Well, I think we're both actually overextended. And I think that um we're gonna be taking it a little bit easy for the rest of the year, everyone. Yeah. There's gonna be some re-releases. 
We haven't even talked to our producers about this yet, but we actually don't have time to record the rest of the year. So we will be putting little Easter eggs out there, some familiar old favorite episodes out. You know, it's just it just so happens that the holidays become an extra busy time for the culturistas, not the least of which reason being that we have to keep on top of the culture in our own lives. And and just like that's going to be putting out episodes and we have to be watching them. Can I just sage the space? Yeah. I did not mean to come so hard for the readers from the very beginning. I think that they get it. They this get isn't, it. This is not, no, but this isn't even specific to the readers. This <laughs> is as a culture, we need to stop it mm-hmm. with the spoiler alert culture. Okay? Because you and I both, you and I have both been on either side of this. <laughs> I, I mean, that was, the, for those no, of you who don't not, know, Bowen we're is, not relitigating. Uh, we're not going to relitigate it, but we are going to just state the facts, which is when Katya Zamalochakova was eliminated on RuPaul's Drag Race, the program, the season television seven. program, RuPaul's Drag Race season seven, Bowen Yang logged onto Twitter and, no. and, and tweeted two words, but elongated. Katya, no! Not, not which, on Twitter. It was Facebook. It was Facebook. Smaller audience. Wow, 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 wow. Smaller audience. And guess what? Drag races is, is queer sports. You watch them live. You don't DVR the game and watch it, you know, three days later and think, hey, thank goodness no one spoiled the result for me. You know, I I I think I agree with you now because I now that I've moved to I remember living in New York when you did that and I felt spoiled drag race. I was like irate. But now it's like now that I live in Los Angeles, it's like. No, we're three hours behind, and it truly is. You're always at risk for spoilers. You cannot go on social media if you're in LA, if you're on the West Coast, for for the three hours until it airs. Also, if you're so panicked and worried about being spoiled on social media about your favorite shows, then examine your relationship with social media. Well, I don't know. That's This is all dicey, I guess. Some people will take issue with this, which is fine. I think... I hope we offend people. I hope we really offend people well, today on the episode. Make headlines, finally, for offension. I actually, for offension, <laughs> I actually find that I have developed better coping mechanisms around having something spoiled to me. Uh-huh. Like, I think this is actually like a beautiful learning opportunity, teachable opportunity. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, like with fucking All-Star 6, like every week I was getting it spoiled on when I would go on Twitter.com myself. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, well now I know like who the assassin is, who goes home, who, whatever. Just a bad way to roll out that show. But I still, but then I think it's retuned my expectations around or like my enjoyment overall of like, obviously I will enjoy it less if I had known, if mm-hmm. I hadn't known. But now I can watch something where I know what the result is and enjoy it anyway, you know? It just depends on what it is. Like, if it's something I actually... Like, I'm just going to come out here and bravely say, like, I thought All-Stars 6 was fun, but it did not bother me in the slightest that I logged on one day to Instagram, uh, the app, and the first thing that popped up was Laganja Astranja turning over a lipstick that said Silky. Literally, it, the whole episode ruined for me in a second. <laughs> who the assassin was, what person uh, won the lip sync, and who was eliminated. I was just mm-hmm. like, wow, I can't even open the app without being spoiled. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, but, but I but you're, I but you're really saying it, de- it depends. It depends on the, the, the content. So here's the thing. This is what I'm saying, though. It's like, if I was to press play on this episode today of Las Culturistas... And just like that, I was spoiled. Like, and and I the first words in the episode were big died. I'd be like, you know what though? The 
episodes of And Just Like That have been out for days and a weekend has passed. So I have no excuse. I came unprepared to Lost Culturistas. this. My thing is that I feel like the seal has been broken on like the conversation around Big's death and like Right. Like, oh, 100%. Like, like, like people are writing about it. There are pieces about it now. Like everyone knows what's happened. So it's it's fine. It's anyway, fine. Like, we, we've already wasted too much time. Can I just say, without a spoiler alert, <laughs> we are bravely leaving the very first episodes Big Died. Big, big first. Sorry, we smoked. The very first words of this episode are going to be "Big died." We're leaving that, and we're good with it. You're asking if we're cutting it? No, no, we're leaving it. I love it. I love us. I fucking love us. That I fucking love us. And then obsessed that, if we with cut, us. Obsessed with us. We cut that, then you're going to cut the whole fucking first six minutes of this podcast. <laughs> no, we could do two single bleeps, like bleep bleep, bleep like it was bleep. a damn curse. Ugh, no, no, no way. Such, no that's way. Such, can I say? Can I say an ugly word? That's such yeah. pussy shit. That, that would be such pussies. Hmm. Problematic, that. huh? Examine that. Um, <laughs> problematic, huh? That's, That's the title, title of that. Problematic, huh? Um, um, of course I say that facetiously, everyone out of there. Of course. Love you and kiss you all on the forehead. Big actually did die. And I respect it so much. Honey, I sat up in my chair and I said, the show might have just actually fucked. And Candace Bushnell... Could never. She could never. We thank Candace for creating this world. Thanks for the the um this sort of canvas. The canvas. But now it is time to color in the canvas with crayons, and the third graders have a new job, honey. Do you are, are you here to say that the third graders have been hired? I think the third graders showed what they could do <laughs> with the morning show season two. And the producers of it just like that were saying, I think that we got a staff here and I've never been more happy. Where is the teacher in this? The What's teacher, the teacher doing this time? The teacher is the teacher took a week off. Cause this writer's this writer's room was only one week. Yeah, this writer's room was one week. It was it was the next week. It was like, well, basically what happened was on Monday morning, the teacher walked in. And she had seen, because she had binged Morning Show Season 2 over the weekend. And she walked in and she said, good job. You guys really did an amazing job. Great imaginations. I loved the choices that you made. So big. Very good. And I loved the cliffhanger ending. Wow, what's going to happen next? Oh, my now, God. Can you do Can you do that but with Sex in the City? And here's some parameters. No Samantha. <laughs> That would be too sexy for you guys. <laughs> well, this is this is so interesting because I think, yeah, like the teacher was like, well, this time you have to use an existing IP. And the kids went, ooh. <laughs> and then here we are. Just here like we that. are. I mean, literally when Big died at the end, I was like, the third graders. graders I'm so that. happy they found another job. Well, they're now they're story editors. That's the thing. Oh, they got promoted. They did, they did their hard year as staff writers, and now the third graders have actually been emboldened by their promotion to story That editor. doesn't always happen. That You know, the, the title <laughs> After changed. one room? Oh, Rarely no. ever. Very rare. Good job, third graders. Very good. They're good. They're making their way in the entertainment industry, and soon they'll be show running. You know what I mean? Soon the third graders are just going to be able to come up with their own ideas for what to put on. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. I mean... It's one thing if, like, these shows got canceled and, like, none of us cared. But, like, we're talking about these shows. 
That's huge. Can I say something? You needed the third graders if you were going to revive Sex and the City for today. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. The third graders, only a third grader could have a cursory enough understanding of the character Miranda Hobbs to have her spin out the way she does in that classroom with Mm -hmm. with that professor, who, by the way, is Karen Pittman, who's also on The Morning Show. Is she my favorite actress? Yes. It's rule of culture number 14. Matt's favorite actress actress is Karen Karen Pittman Pittman. from Sex and the City, Revival, and Just Like That, and Morning Show's season one and two stan you know i bet karen went into the classroom and like took a meeting with the writers yeah and the third graders were like hi miss karen and she was like hey guys (laughs) so what are you cooking up and then they're like um you play a professor of of a human rights program (laughs) okay and you, I think what we want you to do is be attacked by a Chucky on the subway. Oh, wait, hold on a second. This, you think this could really happen in real life? And actually, the third graders, I mean, because you know who was obsessed with this storyline was Bo and Yang. I am obsessed with this storyline. <laughs> the third graders killed this for you. They actually, uh, like, uh, like achieved something here. Real talk. Real talk, real talk. And let me, I haven't fully been able to, like, verbalize this in the way that like is clear but you get what I'm saying when I say that when you texted me this I agree with every word it felt like classic vintage sex in the city mm-hmm. when it when it was known for having like edge or when it was known for like showing like a, a little underbelly bits of New York City yeah the random spurts of New York energy that specific chaotic New yes. York thing that felt really good yes. here in a real way and it, it was just like a scene, a half of a scene. Yeah. But like, I kind of like appreciate, and like, there are little moments like that, like, like in the second episode, right? Like when Miranda sees Carrie in the kitchen the morning after, mm-hmm. like she goes over and like, yes, that was fantastic. Like, ma- making coffee. Like, it's just an interesting little scene where I'm like, wow, like you would have never gotten this in the movie, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like, I like when it has this sort of, you know, little like flavor, this body to it. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And I I think that, let's just say this, and I am going to talk, I'm real talk. That's what I'm going to do at this point. Uh uh I think that the first time I watched the first two episodes of Just Like That, because I have watched it now through two times, I think I was so in shock by what was going on and like the new way that the characters that we know and love are interacting with this very new world that, that literally and figuratively I'm talking about because like, it does feel like, I don't know, like the sex in the city, it's it's still, it, it's right that it's called something different than sex mm-hmm. in the city because it just doesn't feel like sex in the city. It feels like an updated version of like, where you, if you took this characters in a New York that was being filmed with one camera and now it's like a whole different lens on it. Like right. the voiceover not being there is a huge departure. It's only at the end. I love it. I was like, wait, we're not doing the voiceover? Like, this is so weird. We're not using the same opening credits. She's not, she's not, a, she's not a blogger, yeah. Right, like, we're in a different version she's of She's not it. a writer, a columnist, sorry. Right. Well, now she's a damn podcaster, which we must discuss. We must discuss. But, like, that... The first time I watched it through, I was so like, oh, my God, I'm shocked. I don't know if I liked that. And then the second time, I actually did. I appreciated it. I think the third graders understand 
what to do here. By the third graders, I mean like you know, like Michael Patrick King and um, like, and, like <laughs> these well-known acclaimed writers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that we're referring to as the third graders lovingly because lovingly. big things happen. That's why I love that this feels one not anything like the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do, I mean, I I do maintain that one is great. I like the first movie. And two, that it just feels like, of course it won't be like the same. It would be, it's so funny though. I can't tell what this, what and just like that's relationship or its awareness of fantasy is yet. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the original Sex in the City was a fantasy, was this like yeah. well-to-do Manhattan fantasy of like what like single women, like how, like what they were thinking about how they lived. This I'm like, okay, so COVID happened and it's, over quote unquote and completely eradicated a world where it happened and we beat it and no one's wearing a mask and all this stuff and so I can't even like I can't even like sort of like draw a line to where we are in the present day in 2021 at the end of 2021 so I'm like okay so this is taking place on a different timeline like let's just I I have to accept that first then that is I would say fantastical Mm -hmm. so I'm like I think this is still a fantasy which makes it I guess okay to like watch it and laugh at the frivolous parts but then i don't know appreciate the parts that like try to ground itself in some like real reality that's redundant but like i don't know i feel like all the little glimmers of i never thought sex in the city was that frivolous to be honest Mm -hmm. when it was on i was always like this is a very mature developed show it has a lot to say it's very bold. It's because you took what the women were taking seriously, seriously. Yes. The yes. only reason it was known as a frivolous show is because it was about women. Like right. it was, oh this show had like real, it, this show was always tackling things that were really, I mean, there was gravity in everything they discussed. Yes. I feel like, I feel like the gravity is back. I mean, oh, with in the a death. major way. Like right. it's, it, for me, it's just like, what they really needed to do with these first two episodes, and I'm really happy that two were released all at the same time, was really show you just how much they were going to reboot the show. Yes. You have to answer and spend time on the Samantha of it all, the mm-hmm. big of it all, in order to adjust us all to the new reality of, and just like that, not Sex in the City, and yet you still have to honor Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. And so... It did take these first two episodes to do that. And then you see in the trailer of what the whole show is going to be, we actually are getting a comedy. Yeah. But you need to have these first two episodes, I think, carry dramatic weight to not to to pun and not mean to. Um, uh-huh, but uh-huh. but I also think the enough of the humor was there where I'm like, it's not gone. Like, I love that the first thing Miranda says is I stepped on my son's used condom this morning. It's like, that is a intro line at brunch in in a classic Sex in the City sense. You're absolutely right. The first two episodes did have to bust open the world. A lot of work to do. Yeah. And a lot, it's a lot of work to do. I'm excited to watch. I will be watching every week. Like this is my new appointment television. Now that succession is done. I I do want to briefly touch on it, even though you don't watch it. No, no, I would love to talk about it. Yeah. Um, uh, But I, I don't know. All I'm saying is I'm very happy. It's back. Me too. And I honestly, that it's here. Yeah. yeah, The new characters are interesting to me. I think that, um, you know, it, I think for us, and I actually think we should peel back the curtain on something and I'm excited about it. Uh For me, I don't know how you feel, but when I watch a podcast recording, 
on television or a depiction of a podcast recording on television, I'm always looking for something that makes it feel like, like, how are they doing this? Like, how are we making a podcast fun on TV? And I think ultimately this served, and of course it did, like these writers are some of the greats, but it served character in a way and wasn't like the character, they're doing a podcast. It was like uh, about Carrie struggling at work. And so that is another important establisher is Carrie, you know, she always just like, part of the DNA of the show is she has success as a writer. She's a columnist. Mm -hmm. Carrie Bradshaw has to adapt professionally. And that's another reason why I think it's a really valid thing to explore if you're going to reboot the show because, you know, her life is going to get more difficult as Mm -hmm. the media changes. So I thought that that was really great. And I also think it's cool that part of the DNA of what she's going to go through is she's going to have to become more open. And this is someone who was always, you know, at the forefront and known as being revolutionary and bold and Carrie Bradshaw. Mm -hmm. So to see Carrie Bradshaw be confronted with the fact that maybe she's not edgy, it's fun to me. It's it's meta. It's self-aware in a meta way mm-hmm. yeah. where they understand the show cannot possibly be the edgy show it was back then. And right. that these women will not have the same kind of sex that they did when they were in their 30s. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I dug the podcast scene a lot. I love like the quick cuts to like whatever the engineer was. They have their own hot Loved engineer. Loved that. Loved that. And they have a hot engineer. It's so funny. <laughs> I think I think they I think that engineer will reappear in some intimate way. It seems like yes, and I would fucking love that. And also, um, so that's like one of those things that's just in there enough where I'm like, I think you're right about that. You know what else is just in there enough what? that I think it's going to be a thing? Miranda's drinking. Like, oh my god, the, the Chablis ordering the Chablis, so funny. A, well, it's so funny because when I first watched the episode and uh, the episodes, and I got to the end, I didn't even think of the fact that in a few different scenes we see Miranda needing to drink at ten forty-five mm-hmm. in the morning mm-hmm. before she goes to class and waiting in a bar when she's fifteen minutes early. Yes. yes. Then later on, we see her like have to drink before she gives the eulogy at Carrie's funeral and she can't wait to get her drink there. And she brings wine to the piano recital. So like they are slipping in there that Miranda drinks a lot and it's been really subtle because people that I've talked to haven't noticed it, but I've been picking up on it. Oh, oh yeah, we've noticed it. Um, I was at dinner and people were talking about how, like, is it, do we want to see a Miranda alcoholism story? It, this is what I think about. It might not even be an alcoholism story because my thing is just like, of course, it looks like they're laying the groundwork for that. But maybe it will just be a thing of she's being asked for the first time ever to uh, to just consider her relationship with alcohol and what it is. Because maybe, yeah. another part of Sex and the City is they do drink a lot. And so yeah. when she was ordering drinks, I was... I didn't even second guess it because uh-huh. I was like, yeah, this is what they do. These women, they drink. She wants to drink before she goes to um, mm. class. She's a she's a professional like woman. She's like an adult woman doing this. She can make a decision about this. But mm-hmm. then when I thought about the way they were depicting it, I was like, oh, if they're saying there's an issue here, that's interesting. And for the first time ever, it seems like she's going to have like the developing really close new friendship with this professor. And mm-hmm. maybe this professor is going to be like, you drink a lot. 
You know, mm. like maybe that's where it comes from because all her friends aren't going to see it. They just accept it as the reality. How do we feel about each of these women having their own magical colored person um, to like <laughs> kind of, you know, like wake them up and be like, hey, this is what the world is like, actually. I, I, I'm conflicted. So, you know, I, this is not the first time that I think a, like a character is a certain race and then the, of course, you have to ask the question of how how are the, how is this character being utilized? We don't know them well enough yet. I think it's possible that they're setting enough groundwork in each of their individual stories that it won't feel like we're just there to service the main three. But maybe I'm giving it too much credit. I understand why you pose that, but I'm willing to give it a chance. Yeah, okay. I just... I can't. Someone did bring up <laughs> that I was talking to that it is insane that the thing that Miranda says after it's she insane. saves she saves she saves uh, Professor Naya from the attack is was that was that a white savior moment or whatever? I'm like, it's insane. Hey, that is like that is actually kind of crazy. If I was <laughs> if I was the Karen Pittman character, Doctor Naya, if I was Doctor yeah. Naya in that in that instance, I'd be like. Honestly, I don't let you are making me really uncomfortable constantly. And I think you should think about not being in the class. There you go. At this point, I would just be like, (laughs) this is, I don't think this situation is working for me. And I'm the teacher. So you got to go, actually. (laughs) Miranda's antics, like when, when she, when she was trying to get into the when when Dr. Naya was trying to get into the yeah, building yeah, and didn't have her ID, the, uh-huh. Miranda's antics, and then someone said, I think it was um Laverne Cox on The View. They had Cynthia Nixon on, and Laverne Cox was like, I love the show, I love Miranda, but is she the original Karen? Because Miranda is that vibe, but not to this extent. I don't I don't think she is the original Karen, though. Like mm. Miranda, like was like I definitely don't think she was either. Make it, I mean, everyone said this at this point, like make it Charlotte. It makes total sense for Charlotte to be that. Yeah. But of course, like, I don't know. I'm sure we'll get some of that with her and uh, this LTW character. I think that might be interesting because clearly it's like on a status level, like that LTW character is doing better than Charlotte and Charlotte probably like is going into that relational thing being like, oh, I'm a piece of shit compared to her, which mm-hmm. I kind of love because I think Charlotte sucks as a character. <laughs> Charlotte is awful. I, I and mean, I, I yeah. hate to say it, but I don't know how you feel, but in the scenes where Charlotte is taking up too much of the narrative, I'm like, unfortunately, a guiding principle of this character is that she's annoying. Annoying. And just let her be annoying. She can't, but, oh, but you you're, can't. Oh, but you're saying, like, like, at this point, it's, like, too grating, and you're, like, as a viewer, you can't even, like... remember that the way it needs to work is we need a Carrie a story a miranda b story and some rotational thing of samantha and charlotte down down there but we don't have samantha to balance charlotte and that's why i'm really excited to get to know these new characters because i feel like then it will populate more and we don't have to spend Mm -hmm. as much time with charlotte because unfortunately there are just not a lot of redeeming qualities outside of the fact that she is a very good and loyal (laughs) our favorite word friend Uh and she's well-intentioned but she's annoying and i often think she's not that smart <laughs> oh no that but that's the character and i think like yeah that's much. what we've all n- understood the character to be um i think that i will enjoy the whole thing
there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming, too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details hey it's bowen and i want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at taco bell yes it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients great as a lunchtime option taste for yourself the slow roasted chicken pico de gallo purple cabbage and new avocado verde salsa sauce with new menu options like cantina chicken tacos burritos and quesadillas there's something for everyone and taco bell isn't just for a late night with this new cantina chicken menu the possibilities are well endless try the new cantina chicken menu at taco bell now now i said snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm also just like a little pissed that they just decided to make Steve hard of hearing. Deaf. Because I was like, I wonder if David Eigenberg is hard of hearing. And I looked it up and he's not. And I'm like, what's what's the storyline? Like they're 50 and they're all their bodies are falling apart. I don't know. And like, like, I'm sorry, but Mr. Eigenberg is still like so 
crazy hot. He's hot, virile. Why are we making him say what all the time? Like I want to. I don't want to hear him say like what. Him being in a, <laughs> like that's what his whole role is now. It fe- feels like the feels like Steve's voice got even stevier over the decades. Hug your mommy. Hug your mommy. Now, Brady's fucking in the next robe. I'm like, what is this? You forget (laughs) how just dominatingly weird his voice is. It just takes over everything. (laughs) Everyone I've watched it with and talked about this with has been like Steve's voice has never been this insane. It's like Carol Channing if she had no teeth or something. Okay, like, mommy, I, mommy. I was like, that scene was absolutely insane. But I, I'm saying like he's so hot still. He's like so I, hot. And I'm not that like I correlate hotness to like sexual activity, but like like why wouldn't he and Miranda be having so much sex? Oh no! I, I here's the thing: if I'm in a relationship with Steve, I'm getting I'm really sorry to say this, but bread constantly, and I'm really sorry to just come out and say it like that. I hate that I did that. That's but okay. I'm not. But I'm not a dishonest person. I'm You're not. not a dishonest person. And the reality is, he'd be breeding me. <laughs> that is the reality. If you were, oh my God, if you went into the third graders room, you, that would that, be the first thing out of your mouth. And you, you, don't, you don't care that the third graders. No, I don't care at all. And you know what? Here's the thing. If the class is like 16, 17 kids. It's a lot of kids. I think four or five of them actually know what breeding is. And then they all tell each other. And in if the that's third the way they grade, I, yeah. think four, I think four or five third graders in the year 2021 out of a class of 16 or 17 know what it means to get bread. Yeah, for sure. That's rough, huh? Yeah, I guess. A fourth grade, maybe. (laughs) Third grade? Damn. You forget, like... The kids know. What did you... Did you have any, when you were like that age, really young, huge misconceptions about what sex was and how it worked? I... So this is my thing, is that I didn't understand what come was until I was like in the fifth grade. Right now, what did you think come was? Because I have a story about what I thought come was. I thought come was just like basically pee. But I didn't, but I, but I honestly didn't understand. I like when 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 like I read it in the fifth grade, like sex ed, like that like ejaculation happened. I was like, well, I don't understand. I've never seen that word before, and I don't care to to know what it means. So I will not look into it. Such an further. ugly word, ejaculation. It's, it's a actually terrible culture word. number three. Such, Such an, an ugly, ugly word, word ejaculation. ejaculation. <laughs> so that was my feeling. So what was yours? I was told by, I think this kid's name was Eric in like the second grade that he's like, yeah, like you ever think about cum? And I was like, what's cum? And he was like, cum, you know, like, like semen. And I was like, oh, and what is, I was like, what is that? And he was like, it's when you get really sexually excited and you rub your dick on something so much that you throw up white stuff. I thought, this it kid told me that like when you got sexually so excited that you threw up a little bit of white and that's how babies got got how women got pregnant was through their mouth. Oh. You threw up in their mouth the white. And so like I was like, well, that all makes a lot of sense to me, actually, because there is like a weird feeling like down there in your stomach. Right. I thought oh. when you manipulate your penis and then I thought and then obviously the women swallow something it goes into their belly and then their belly gets big. That makes sense to me. And it was, I think, months until I found out it was actually, you know, 
cum in the traditional cum sense, i.e. it comes out your penis. Well, girl, you go into third graders classroom and then you get the script <laughs> six months later and you go, I'm throwing up in Steve's mouth. Steve's throwing up in mine. Huh? Huh? <laughs> um... But anyway, I think the news would travel enough that they could do a storyline about it. But unfortunately, they're doing the deaf thing with Steve. I think missed opportunity, but whatever. Whatever. Um, oh, wait. This is what I wanted to peel back the curtain on. Oh, yeah. So the podcast of it all. So when Bowen and I did Los Culturistas Live at, was it Little Island? It was at Little Island. It was in August. Yes. In the middle of production. In the middle of production of And Just Like That, we got a request that tickled us that Sara Ramirez would like to come to our show. And we were like, oh my God, Why absolutely. Do they, want, do, do they listen to the podcast? Oh and my God. We, we thought, oh my God, maybe they listen to the podcast. Then, I, like after the show, like I, I, I had heard that they really enjoyed it. And then Bowen said, you know what it was? Because then by then the news had come out, they were playing a podcast I put two host. and two together. Yes. And so Bowen was like, I think they came for research to see like a live podcast show because then in the preview for it, it's very clear there's that, a live show. Yeah. Sara as Che does a live show. We were part of the research for the character of Che, you guys. We think. We think. I just want to say that I don't think they really I I I, I think they might have been disappointed because I think no. they thought of us as stand-ups and that like we were like a very like socially, like we talked about like the issues, capital I, a lot. And what, what they like ended up coming to was this like stupid comedy show where we each did one minute rants against like fucking like string cheese or whatever, you know, like it was yeah, so but frivolous. I don't know. I, I think I think they might have got something out of it because I did hear um, from a connector that they really enjoyed it. But I I've been really it's been really crazy because I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy after a couple seasons that they were on back in the day. I forget Sada Ramirez when they were in the elevator with Carrie going down, I was like, you know, the, there's like a. I hate, I hate that that character pulls out a pipe. Would never happen. Oh, I'm sorry, I definitely hate that, that that there's a pipe yeah. of it all. But I, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying ultimately is I am enjoying watching a show with Sada Ramirez in it because I fucking love Sada Ramirez. Me too. I just I have some issues with the way Che is written so far. Okay, speak on that. Just the whole introductory scene where they're on the mic and it makes total sense that this is how you would introduce this character. Mm -hmm. But the way that they sort of rattled off all of these identities. Yeah. And like made it, made it such a, I don't know, like so cloying. And it, I, it's not a, it's not a Sara thing. It's like in the writing, unfortunately, the third graders kind of chunked it on this. I think, like, with all due respect to Mr. King and Star or whoever <laughs> else was involved, but like, I feel like it was pure, like, like I don't know, like breaking every rules of pilot logical. Like, I'm a, I'm a this person, I'm a that, 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 and that. You know, like just giving you such not ex, not exposition, but like, well, I I think that what you're responding to is the fact that like what uh, the, the character's identity just kind of gets stated in this way yeah. where it, it feels like is that easy it i'm never willing, gets shown it never gets i'm willing to forgive it only because it happens in the context of an opening line on a podcast and that is sort of the way that a lot of podcasts like that work of course yeah. it's it's i think it's gonna bother us more than it's gonna bother anyone else 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm hearing some people say, people seem to be split on it. People are like, I love Che as a character. And I'm like, why are they giving weed to teenagers at funerals, you know? like I think that they for sure are, it's it's too far in terms of like, I mean, pretty much across the board, the first two episodes went a little too far in every direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is what I'm saying. It's I like, fear that it will continue to go at the same pace yeah. in, in, this, in these, these upcoming I episodes. I get it. And I also don't, I can't quite put my finger on what they're doing with Miranda and Che. Do you think it's queer love story? I don't know. It's maybe. I don't know. What don't did know. Steve ever do to deserve that? I'll be so pissed off. This is what I'm saying. Gun to your head. Che and Steve come up to you and say, one of us will breed you every night. I already know the answer. Only only one is going to be sent. sent. I'm, I'm, I know who I'm going home with. But Miranda... She might make a different choice. It's it's not about what I would do. It's about what Miranda would do. And unfortunately, I don't buy that from Miranda. Like, if we're taking Miranda in a queer direction just because she's played by Cynthia Nixon in 2021, I just, I don't know. I don't buy it. I, I think Miranda, like, <laughs> she fucks guys. I don't know. Miranda, like, <laughs> Miranda was kind of like, I don't know. I don't think Miranda needs to be queer. There, I'll, I, I said it. I don't need that storyline. I don't really want it. I don't think that Steve deserves that. I don't think it's worth her shaking up her family structure, and I don't believe it. And if we're going to do it to make a point and explore a queer storyline, I'm not about it, period. Here's what it is for me. If they want to preserve this ethos in Sex and the City that it's about these cishet white women and like the what it meant in the nineties and what it means now, mm-hmm. there's something like I don't know. Like let's there's something to like maintain in that, right? Like don't don't change the variables around too much, or even even if one changes, and that kind of like domino effects out for me, where I'm like, well, then I can't really then I and then like I can't really you know. I don't know how what to think of the show anymore because am I supposed to sympathize with Miranda like beyond just liking her as a character over the years and being invested in her? Am I supposed to be like, well, I guess she's been, you know, further oppressed in her womanhood by being like in the closet her whole life. Like, I don't like if 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 they're going to like pair each of them up with a magical colored person, I'm like, let's not like upend, let's not compromise that like dynamic in any way. Am I making sense? You are. Absolutely. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. If, if if Miranda were queer, then I then I start to question. Like, I'm I'm of the mind that this is a fantasy. That this whole show has always been fantastical. Yeah. And if I like, <laughs> if 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 any of these characters gets like a shade drawn, like just a shade like lightly cross hatched in, I'm like, oh no, this ruins like that. I hate to say this word, but there's a purity there in terms of like. Oh, these are, I don't take these women seriously because, you know, I don't know. I just don't take them seriously. I either aspire to be somewhat like them or I just laugh at what, how they behave. Yeah. I think that, like, the only person, and even, like, this is different now, but the only aspirational character was Carrie. But I also think that has so much to do with Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, we were talking about this. Like, what a fucking noxious character on the page. Yeah. But 
It's SJP who fucking makes you fall in love. There are some shots of SJP in these episodes where I'm just like, my God. Like, it's thank crazy. you so much for being on screen. Thank you. Thank she you. Is, she is a star. She is an absolute capital S star Ugh. and such a good actor. So and honestly, good. So much of the reason why I will be ride or die with these characters is because of Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon who oh my fucking God. make everything at least seem like it's working or work. Seriously. I love everyone involved on this show. Can we just say that? I would die for anyone who was on the call sheet front, back, <laughs> page two. 100% queen. Queen. Thank you so much. I, this is the takeaway. We, mm-hmm. we're, we're, kind, we're kind of like fucking spewing bile left and right. 100%. Being stupid, snarky faggots. Being like, hey, like we just do. like that. Snarky faggots. Snarky faggots. <laughs> Maybe that's title. Maybe that. snarky faggots <laughs> is the title <laughs> of that. Snarky faggots. <laughs> Honestly, that is, if they were doing like a satire of this podcast, they would call <laughs> it, it snarky, snarky faggots. <laughs> Like if they had to write like if they had like drag last if there was like an Adam McKay don't look up about last yeah, yeah. races, they would be called snarky snarky faggots. faggots. <laughs> Do we change the name of the podcast going forward? Snarky faggots. I love that ep of Darcy the second Darcy episode of Snarky when she was on Snarky Faggots. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. When, when they were in Lost Culture, sorry, sorry, Snarky Faggots. Um, uh, I just want to say that. For all the snarky faggotry that we do here mm-hmm. about a show like and just like that, that everyone, you know, is having fun like talking about. It's the new it's the new morning show for sure. It's the new in, morning in show. In terms of the cultural conversation it takes up, because the morning show was a huge <laughs> cultural conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but we love every single every person. single person involved is I, I will be at their like Every oh birthday, wedding, God. funeral, Every like this is my family. Even like young Brady, who's now fucking. By the way, the scene where the when the episode opened on Brady fucking the, the shit out of his girlfriend in the next room from uh, Miranda and Steve, I was like, wow. Now I guess that's what we've stooped to. In order to get sex and sex in the city, we have to watch seventeen-year-olds fucking each other. We can't. Cuckoo, not gonna, bananas. I'm not going to yank it to that. Girl, it's never gonna. I'm never gonna yank it to Brady. I'm just not. Give me Bobby Cannavale, hun. I would love that with a funky fucking spunk. Kim Cattrall from the ear in the I'm, ear. I miss Samantha. I miss, I miss Samantha, Samantha so, so much. much. It sucks. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I hate that she's not there. I I can't even like. Obviously, Kim Cattrall. She should do whatever she needs to do. We whatever support. she wants to do. But I miss Samantha. I really do. And you and I said this. Our dumb, wishful, naive little asses for thinking. Mm. I We each separately thought this on our own just in, in watching these first two episodes. Well, it'd be really special if Kim Cattrall showed up in if the end. If she just huh? came back. I, 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 I would my, sob. I would my sob. Dream, my dream, Bowen, is the last scene of the last episode of this season is just... You hear this. You hear this word. It's like carries aloud. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna cry no matter what you say. Looking stunning at night, and you just hear this voice say, "Carrie," (laughs) and she turns around. Or actually, it'd be more like this: "Carrie, 
<laughs> and she turns around and you see Samantha standing there on the street, like <laughs> with crying. like holding her holding her clutch like in a white coat. Like and Carrie Bradshaw just she runs over and they don't even have to have a conversation about like why they haven't been friends or why they've been estranged. She runs over and they embrace and wordlessly we know it's okay. Like I because I hate that she's not there. Wouldn't it just be so beautiful that it's that it starts with a, a loss and then it ends with like the <laughs> the the most beautiful like reunion this most beautiful gain i just don't believe the reason why she's not there it's not good enough like they had a fight because carrie let her go as her publicist in a completely understandable fashion and samantha went to another country and never (laughs) speaks to them again are you a woman who would die for her friends you she fed her soup in the bed when she went like are you kidding me like this is not good enough right i was gonna pitch that she says carrie and then Carrie turns, and it's Samantha with a perfect bowl of soup, <laughs> spoon out, going like that, like the way she did in the movie. Oh, especially—I mean, you know what? Can we they, talk about the soup moment? Yeah, I'm sure we've talked about the soup moment any time we've talked she about fed her. first sex. She in the fed movie. her mama, but no, I, she fed her mama. But I'm saying, like Kim Cattrall, that is the acting impact that this woman has. It's Kim Cattrall, like I—it's burned into my brain. Just the motion of her wordlessly, mm-hmm. like holding out the soup and then like pushing the spoon forward and smiling at her, at Carrie, as be- because she had all the love in the world for her. I think that is just a two-second silent, wordless moment of the most beautiful moment of friendship ca- captured on film is that moment. Two seconds of nothing, of just a, a, soup, a soup spoon. Gorgeous, I could cry. Kim Cattrall as Samantha Jones on Sex and the City is one of the most important comedic performances and in of performances in, of, time. Of, in television history. It is it is formative. We're, we're, we're being completely serious. There's not, there's not a world I want to live in where oh. this isn't something everyone believes. You have to give it up for Kim Cattrall as Samantha Jones because on the page, when you have no template for who Samantha is and you walk in and you create that character... You're a genius, actually. And it is in watching and just like that, unfortunately, while I'm enjoying it, you do realize like, well, it's just not Sex in the City without it's Samantha. It's not Sex in the City without And it's Samantha. good that they don't call it that. For many reasons. Well, any 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 parting thoughts before on Sex in the City, on and just like that? Well, on and just like that? No, I'm re- I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And I, and I won't miss big. I'll tell you that. I don't want to see Aiden's ass again either. Let's put her with someone new. The hot engineer. Burger comes back, I hear. What? Burger comes back. Honestly, it, I, I'm interested to see how he's developed. Me too. I'm Me too. I'm interested to see how he's developed. And I'm actually, I'm willing for that. I'm willing to get to a place where that's endgame. I think <laughs> they are going to really what? surprise us. I think the third graders have a lot rolled up their sleeves. In a smart, I'm saying in a smart way, they will make Burger very a very interesting character. Now, do you have any parting thoughts on and just like that? Um, I will have additional ones uh, later on in the show. Let's just say that. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly 
bubbly burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, The possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You did see West Side Story. Do you want to glow and praise? Oh my God. I mean, I just loved it. And mm-hmm. the, and let's give big ups to Tony Kushner. Tony Kushner. F- for, for, for writing a beautiful little monologue, the scene for Mr. Corey Stoll. Yes. To give you heard it just, here first. Yes. Tony Kushner, Kushner is, is good. good. Corey, for Corey Stoll to deliver a little monologue at the beginning of this w- widely beloved movie. Mm-hmm. Bold move to give like pure exposition, basically, but only just enough about the about the what what's happened, why there's the conflict, this, yeah. Why there's this turf war between these two gangs. I really loved that as a way to just like level set the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. you know what you know what you're gonna get when you go to see West Side Story, right? Right. I was not expecting that scene. Is that, you know, that, that's, I find that first scene very interesting. 
You know, I, I think that it fills in. This is, I guess, the thing is like it, it does fill in gaps mm-hmm. in a way where you almost feel watching it when they do a little bit more or fill in a little bit more than the original did. Like, do we need to do this? Are we messing with a classic? But I think that everything they added improved the storytelling. I really loved, I'm, I'm not the only one who loved that clo- that cloister date between Tony and Maria. I was I like, liked oh, that too. this is the perfect, because I in the original, oh, I should know this, but like One Hand, One Heart was somewhat nondescript, I want to say. Mm. I just really love that like they took advantage of the fact that this is a film that is set in the, in you know New York in the 50s. And yeah, where would they go? Let's ask the question again. Where yeah. would they go? And like, like they take the train, they... I love that scene on the train. So, so sweet. And like, you got to see, because like part of the tragedy of, you know, West Side Story and Romeo and Juliet, I guess, is that you don't really see, you know, the the lovers like, outside of this environment where like, you know, violence is happening all around them or like, you know, animosity is is just in the air. I kind of like that they broke that a little bit away from the source materials where like the, you got to see Tony and Maria on like a date. Yeah, I, to- I completely agree with you that in 2021, star-crossed lovers is hard to sell. Like so it's hard just, to sell. Oh my God. And, and so you do need to see chemistry play out. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. This is the thing too, is it's like romantic comedies and and love stories need to not forget. We need to see the love. We need mm-hmm. to see the chemistry. Like cute, those cute little scenes, I'll bring one up. In Bring It On, when they're brushing their teeth. Truth brushing scene, classic. You need that scene. Yes. And, like, and like all love stories need that. So uh, that's a random example, but I think it's a good example. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so to see them just on the train, the way the scene was directed, the way the acting was playing out, I was like, yeah, I get that there's chemistry here and I understand why they're mm-hmm. doing this date together and why they want to be together. Even if like, even if it felt extra, it's, it's right, better right. for the story. Yes, yes. Um, loved, you know, Rita Moreno is basically mm. the new... The, the new doc. Um, what did you think about the last scene with her after Anita's assault? So, so, so beautiful. And my fucked up and probably incorrect take on uh, the somewhere of it all is that mm. it was so powerful. It's such a different thing for her to sing. I just that. got shells thinking about it. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. I really still, part of like the dumb originalist in me is like, I do want to see Tony Maria sing that still. So like kind of give like an extra like like I don't know split the song in half and have like Valentina sing the first half and then or maybe Tony Maria sing the first half and then have the power really like a reprise of it would be cute. But maybe I'm I'm like Spielberg and Kushner like knew what they were doing when they like gave that song to her. Here's like, what I, I think they were saying when when they changed that moment. I think that they were saying they're not in any way trying to like replace the original. It's just no, like no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's just not. its own living, breathing thing. And I almost think it's a comment on the original and lets this particular iteration have that moment, which I do think is powerful for her to sing that song when mm-hmm. she sings it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not a crier at films. You know this. Did you cry? Sobbed. <gasps> Sobbed. What was the first thing that got you? Well, it was the last thing. Yeah. It was the whole, it was the, it was the last Maria monologue um, where she takes the gun. And it's so, it's so powerful. It's just so, and, but she was, I can I mean, kill now because I hate now. Oh, oh the that way. is so, that is so, 
it really l- sits in you for that to be the last emotion. Mm-hmm. Oof. I just, I really loved it. And and, Ra- and Maria Maria, I just been a starting Rachel. Mm. Fantastic. You just have to be so fucking talented. You have to have, you have such, such immense talent to be able to do that and make it look that effortless. Mm. Yeah, she made it so... Like, I had no second thoughts about who this person was and why she was playing this this part. Mm. Which, like, I don't know. Does that ever happen? I, I just was like, this is really special. And Ansel was a great Tony, I thought. The actor who played Riff was fantastic. fantastic. Bernardo was... We had, a, we had a great Bernardo. Ariana yeah. was fantastic. Oh, she was so good. I'm disappointed to hear how badly it's doing. It is? Oh, my God. Unfortunately, it's like... Sort of bombing. It only made $10 million in its first week. Oh, no. And, um, and, or, I don't, it's just not doing well, which sucks. And I just really want to, like, implore people to go out there. And also, who knows, maybe, like, in, actually during the Christmas time, like, more people will get out there. And I get that people are nervous still because who the fuck knows what Omicron really is, like, or COVID is still. And I think, uh, unfortunately, a large audience for this is probably going to be older because of the nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're just a little bit nervous about theaters right now. But I just really hope that good movies start doing well again. Because it is getting a little dire, to be honest with you. It feels like the only things making any money are like Ghostbusters 9. You know what Mm -hmm, I mean? Like it's mm -hmm, it's sort mm -hmm. of getting to that point where you have to feel a little nervous about the ways that certain movies are playing. And I don't know. I just, I, I've loved going back to the theater. It's something I really miss. Like we were talking, Dave Mm -hmm. and I were saying the other night, like remember when we were little, you'd go to see like the Grinch or like monsters Inc. And the theaters were like packed. Packed. Yeah. Miss that end. I miss that end so much. And like, honestly, heartbreak feels for some reason, heartbreak feels okay. In, heartbreak feels okay. What is the what are the lines? Heart, heart, wait, okay. We're talking so, about the most iconic thing right now in culture that's playing out is Nicole Kidman being in the AMC theater. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. I'm sorry. Somehow, heartbreak, heartbreak feels, feels good in a good place, in a place like, this. like this. I mean, it's an iconic thing. People were applauding at the end of it. It speaks to how iconic movies are. Like it, it, it meets the occasion for what it's trying to do. Nicole Kidman does her job extremely well when it comes to convincing us how magical movies can be. When the job is convince people how magical the movies can be, there's no one you should hire but Nicole. Nicole is a savant of an actor, and she will find a way to make all these lines absolutely sing and she's giving it to you in the AMC theaters, and you can't get that from a streamer. You just can't. All right, here we go. Okay. This is Nicole Kidman's AMC speech for everyone that doesn't know. We come to this place for magic. We come to AMC theaters to laugh, to cry, and to care. Because we need that, all of us. The indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim And we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Dazzling images on a huge silver screen. Sound that I can feel. Somehow Somehow heartbreak heartbreak feels feels good good in a place place like like this. this. 
Our heroes feel like the best parts of us, and stories feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are AMC, AMC theaters. We, we make, make movies, movies better. Better. <laughs> better. Um, I cannot do an Australian accent, especially I not a, a, a wispy little Americanized well, version yeah. of it like Nicole does. She wow. she she has her own little beautiful amalgam. I mean, and as as for someone being born there, it's truly shameful that I can't. Um, let's 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 see. There was the Golden Globe nominations that came out today and Critics Choice. Um, do we care at all? Did anything get shaken up at all? At all? I, I I didn't I didn't. I, it's not that I don't care. I just didn't pay attention, which I guess mean it just says it all. I can tell you it's a lot more of the same, but I will say some some good things are happening. Like we might see Kirsten Dunst finally get a goddamn Oscar nomination. I need to watch. I need to see Power of the Dog. I need to see it too. I will sit through it. It'll be a nice movie to watch when I'm not busy with work. Can I quickly just talk about Succession? Oh my God, yes! I know we are split between the two of us. I want you to. I want you to go off. But I'm just saying, like, of Jeremy Strong. No, 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 no. Of just the oh. show in general. I know you do not enjoy it or have not watched it. Who don't cares care about to watch me? It. Who cares about me? It's fine. I do. Don't. No. Do less, mama. Y- you're asking me to do something I don't want to do. So Care I... Less. Care less about me. Care less. Care less about me. <laughs> I just think, like, the beauty of the show is that for most of the season, absolutely nothing happens. Mm. Like, this is this is how the show has been structured for all three seasons, to my mind. It's that nothing changes in, like, the nine episodes or eight episodes leading up to the finale. And then the finale shit goes crazy and then you almost wanted to deliver on the promise of what the prior finale does or sets up and then the farcical thing is nothing has changed it's all it all goes back to the same model of logan has control one of the children wants it one of the children wants to get it from him shiv is being like the smart one who has it together roman's being the impish trickster jeremy uh, uh you know Kendall is being like the self-destructive time bomb. But like all of it is upended in this finale and it's set up in the most genius ways. And I really fucking got chills. Like I was watching it and felt to myself, and I'm sure you feel this way when you watch things, Matt, is that I'm like, this is such an important scene in television. Mm. I'm just, I watch these scenes. There's a, there's a scene where they like, where the two siblings, um, Shiv and Rome, have to like listen to like, have to watch their older brother, the favorite to uh, get the company, like break down and like mm-hmm. confess to all these horrible things he's done. And it's just shot in the most beautiful way, like in, in, in rural Italy. And I just watched it and I was not on any drugs or anything. I was just like, this is such a powerful scene. <laughs> and then the last scene where like stuff happens, like, it, it's truly like, it feels magical. Like there's magic coming out of the screen. I'm like, wow, this is, I didn't realize TV could be like written like this, that it could be performed like this. I just, I just thought it was fantastic. I just, I kind of had my misgivings about the season and I was like, this isn't as good as season two. Like you needed a, you needed a Holly Hunter. You needed um, an episode or two with Cherry Jones in it. But like this season didn't really have that, but Ooh, it all that like pays all the boring stuff like pays off in the biggest way. And you need to you would fucking die for Sarah I'm Snoop. certain that I would. And and trust me, like it's not that I it's not that I haven't enjoyed the show. It's just that with so much to watch, I just prefer like I, I don't know. I 
because I know it's a show that I really have to sit down and absorb Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. have limited time to do that. And so it is a sit, especially for, it just takes a little bit longer for me to get off the ground with something like that. But what I have seen, I do enjoy. And I think it's really smart of the show to remind everyone of the actual power player, which is Logan. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, it's really smart for the show to make the stakes that now all the characters know the only person really standing in the way of them and taking over is him. Like it's it's just very solidified. Th- that's in that what way. it always that's what it always resets to though, man. Right. And like Aaron Aaron Jackson was saying this like brilliantly. He was like, the show is half of it is Shakespeare. It's the show is all Shakespeare on TV. Half of it is like Macbeth. The other half is like. Midsummer Night's Dream or like, you know, like The Merchant of Venice or whatever. It's like, it's half of its tragedy, half of its comedy. But they're mm-hmm. both Shakespeare in the ways that like they're executed. And I, I think I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, of course, it's hyperbolic to like compare to, to Shakespeare. But like, I think that's what it's like trying to like strike the balance of. And it's like a dramedy in the truest way. Yeah. In the truest sense. And I think that's what's exciting about what they did is like in Shakespeare, once you realize mm-hmm. who like the the king is, like the king yeah, gets killed. Yeah. And so right. like I think that's where it's heading is like they're gonna start. I think it's gonna be fun to see it get truly dark. Yeah. By the time season four comes out, I feel like you Don't worry, be- I'll be there. And I also like maybe even very soon I'll have watched I, I also think Did you ever watch Peep Show? I-, I should watch Peep Show. It's the same, it's the same people, it's the same guy who um did Peep Show. Mm. But anyway, so. the thing, did you see what's go- what's been going on online too about the Jeremy Strong of it all, like Jessica Chastain and Anne Hathaway and all these people coming to his defense? I'm kind of like, you guys, like you should have just let this blow over because people will then seconds later be talking about how incredible he is in the succession finale. Of people course. will move on from this narrative. I don't know why all these actors that worked with him felt the need, like they needed to go out and like be like, no, 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 that's a one-sided profile. He's incredible. It's like, what? How how dark is his reality that he needs right. this from you guys? That's number one. Number two, it's like we all know, we all understand that actors are annoying like people. Like this. Yeah, <laughs> like it's fine. It's not, and the fact is like, that just shows how seriously they take themselves too, I think. It's just like very revealing. So then <laughs> on that end, it's like, well, then you got like, a profile about an annoying person. People point out, laugh at how annoying the person is. Then you have other annoying people come out and say, like, "Hey, he's actually not annoying." Like it's stu- like it's too much. All of it is annoying. It's annoying, y'all. <laughs> and I and just I think, say this as an now, annoying now person. We're talking about it two weeks in a row. <laughs> I say this as an annoying person. I'm like, you no, guys, girl. consider shutting the fuck up uh, yeah, dusting sure. your shelves or something like there's for other sure. stuff to do for Touch absolute grass, sure. mama because also all it's true they're all wacko we you know we know all actors are wacko you don't need to like it's not that big of a fuck it, it's just not that deep and let us just Naomi. enjoy his performance now i mean like he's unreal He's just so say. good. He's so good. Look, if he's gonna if he's gonna be that crazy, at least you're getting it on screen. Oh my god, him breaking down in this last episode was, was inc- some of the best acting I've seen in years. The Emmy is won. The Emmy is won. I um, I just think I I love her to death. But like I, the the moment it like fully was like, oh, this is crazy to me. Was seeing this whole Anne Hathaway post about him on Instagram. I was like. 
after the Jessica Chastain thing. And it's right. Like, I'm saying, what? like, why are we, why are we like, and like literally she says, he's actually like, or something to the effect of, he's actually really fun. And I'm like, stop it. You are not stop. helping either of you. It's I don't it, know. Whatever, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I will watch it because if someone's gonna, um, yeah, this is the culture give that dear. bit of a performance and my sister talk about it in this way I am not gonna be left out in the damn cold no shivering like a like a babe babe this is what I have to say to you you gotta stick it out until you get to Holly Hunter until you get to Ray- Rhea I can't wait Rhea and then you're set you're coasting for the rest of season two and to three mm. three is gonna start you're gonna be like oh this is gonna be good it's gonna dip a little it's gonna get a little boring again mm. but then Mr. Skarsgård, Alexander Skarsgård comes back in and then it gets interesting. And then the finale is it's it's no, it's it's the finale was the most thing all year to me. It was absolutely that. Oh, hundred period. Hundred period. Period. It's it's like this in quotes, hundred period. Period, says the snarky faggots. <laughs> so oh, my God. Look, your arms look big. Stop. You went like this to, to put your... your Bowen is rocking some guns, y'all. I don't want Having this. sex and No. Stuff. He's been having sex. I haven't. It's okay. Liar. No. It's on fire. I know you've been rolling in the bed. I know you've I know you've been rolling in the bed. Honey. What about what about you, honey? Perchance I to dream. had the company of a gentleman just the other night. Perchance. Perchance mm. to dream. Perchance to dream. Maybe I rolled in the sheets, got a phallic. Maybe I endeavored with my body. Okay. Maybe I set the bar sexually in the bedroom. Okay. Maybe I took a lover. Maybe I thrived connecting with someone of a sexual nature. Hmm? Maybe I looked into someone's eyes <laughs> as we answered each other. Uh, oh! Made love to them. You looked in their <laughs> eyes when you entered each other. I, I can't see the... I can't make eye contact. This during, is verse 69. flip fucking love. Love making. Flip fuck love making. The okay. only entered each. Oh, I was only. I was thinking that in terms of you guys entered each other at the same time, which is possible. That would be, that would be absolutely thrilling. Well, you you pick two, hmm. okay? You enter each other. Yeah, sounds good. It's at the same time. <laughs> you make eye contact. You can't do all three. You can't. That's what sucks <laughs> about being gay. You can't enter you each can't, other. You can't do it all. <laughs> You know what's hard? What rough about being gay? <laughs> this you is crazy voice. You can't this is some Simpsons contact. You can't make eye contact and enter each other. And, you know, you know, yeah. and fuck vaginally if you're a gay man with dicks. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. 
Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's move on and talk about Salt Lake City. Do we want to do a Salt Lake City update? Salt Lake City, and then I don't think so, honey. And also, I want to say the finale of Survivor is this week, which I can't fucking believe that it's I the finale. I can't believe. I need to catch up. I didn't watch last week's episode, but I will. Um, prediction, City, prediction, prediction. I'm rooting for our, our guy, Ricard. Ricard, baby. Come on, coming through. Okay, Salt Lake. Salt Lake. <gasps> I mean, a, a fine episode. I still, nothing's really changed for me. I did think that Lisa had one of my favorite quotes in a long time, which is, um, I'm not going to do the impression, but she says, you know, Heather and Whitney probably count Lisa Barlow's in their sleep. They go one, one Lisa, Lisa Barlow, Barlow, two, two Lisa, Lisa Barlow. Barlow. And I'm just imagining many an <laughs> army, a line of Lisa Barlow's jumping across the fence, <laughs> hopping across the fence on a, on a beautiful green hill. <sighs> I'm obsessed. Also, <laughs> I can't believe Whitney put her whole savings into... The but re-brand, she'll make it work. But she's going to make it work because if I believe in one North Star, it's Whitney Rose. All I thought about when I saw her on my screen was go off. Go off. I support her all the way. 100. She, she will never 
never not she will never disappoint me and the way that she said at the end of the episode if i'm gonna take mary down (laughs) i need support i love it i think whitney is we would be honored to have whitney in the universe of lost culture east the conversation has begun uh, I'm obsessed with the breakdown of Meredith and Lisa's friendship beginning. Like, Meredith really yes. raising her voice there, like, I don't like that at all! Or whatever <laughs> she said. Like, it was just, it's really heading in the right direction. What did you think of Jen being like, well, first of all, M- like, maintaining the lie? When she said that she, they, they, they had her son at gunpoint, my heart really did break. Because I was like, this is very real is the fact that like that footage that they showed of the ring camp that really bothered yeah, me really watching sad. like it because honestly like we see shit like that go wrong all the time and i post everything that's gone on in the past few years with police brutality like if your heart doesn't go out to someone whose kid had a situation with the police like that like a young black man like who has a situation like that with the police i don't know like jen is a violent <laughs> person i mm-hmm. think and she is like likely like going to prison but my heart did go out to her there because she probably also felt responsible for it because she is sure sure she because she is yeah um uh, I mean, it looks like the rest of the episodes of the season are going to be, as Joel barn said, barn burners, bangers. So that's that's all. Um, this this was like a decent episode. Nothing really happened. I mean, it's setting up the stage. What did you think yes. of Jenny's daughter, who's like a forty three year old woman? It's Carlina, fine, cute, cute, precocious little girl. Love it. We love to see it. Like the way that she laughs and has opinions about food, she really is like an old woman. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for I Don't Think So, Honey. I think this is a fabulous time for I Don't Think So, Honey. I think this is a fabulous time. Do you have something? I do. Okay. And this is beautiful, what I love to hear. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So, Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So, Honey. I try to make a big purchase and Chase shuts it all down. Oh, girl. Just let me use my damn card, please. Or just She's send me rich. A text that's don't like, worry. Send me a text that's like, is it you? I'll say yes, but don't make all the cards not work. <gasps> like, I'll, I'll be in a place and like it'll be like one, two, three cards all don't work and it's all Chase and it's because like, Suspicious activity. I'm going around to different cities right now. I'm a little seconds. bit of a traveler. Just send me a text and confirm it's me. Don't just like make the card. Don't just decline the card, please. Then I have to struggle with my girl. I don't think so, honey, that I have to hang out with my girl at the counter for that long as she watches me like my struggle bus. 15 seconds. Please help. Chase, I, you are the bank and I want to go to the bank and get access to my dollars, please. I want to Five buy seconds. this little jacket. I want to buy this gift. Oh, I want to buy this. I don't think so. Honey. And that's what minute. Girl, you got to call out them up and say, I don't want to get on the phone with them. I don't think there's any reason for me to ever talk to my bank. That's just the Fine. position I take. That's how I was raised. That's, that's not quite helpful. Like eventually when you buy a house or something, you want to be able to know how to talk to your bank. I don't know. It's not a relationship okay. I think is healthy for me. Okay. That's Respect. I respect that. Thank you for at least respecting me, even if you can't agree. Because when we come on this podcast and debate cultural topics, I don't ask that you agree with everything I say, but when I really Thank don't, you. I just Thank want you, you to respect me and have a little bit of respect. That's literally all I ever asked. Okay. And I hope that's all I ever give you mm-hmm. on my honor. Good. 
I would hate to have to come over there and smack you around. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking for my clock. <laughs> That's why I'm stalling with this stalling. bit. Um, okay, this is my... <laughs> I don't think so, honey. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The full way this Peloton thing fucking uh, played out. So uh, in the end, it was like product placement. <laughs> it was like a fucking partnership deal. Like the fucking ad that came out today on Monday of Chris Noth and Jess King, iconic instructor Jess King, you know, doing some you know little cute double entendre thing by the fire. Oh, let's hop back on. You want to do it again? Oh, I'm feeling great. And then you have Ryan Reynolds coming in with a little cute voiceover. 30 seconds. I love everyone involved. I just hate that we were all basically fooled into thinking that this was a completely, like everyone was caught, on by, caught by surprise, including Peloton. That feels so campy to me. But now the fact that this was a, a long walk to 15. a commercial all along makes me sick, make me sick, want to vomit the bile out of my stomach. I think this, we all got duped and it Five actually seconds. is no longer fun. I actually have um, less respect for the move of Killing Big on Peloton than I used to. That's one minute. I have to tell you that for that, to, for them to be like, we have to fit in Peloton. We have to say it so many times. I have Big Die on it. <laughs> but, but, but girl, in the end, that's not what it was. Like, I think like Peloton was eventually made aware before, like they made it seem like this past weekend that they were, they, they saw it for the first time along with the rest of us. They did it. They no knew, way. They knew it was coming. And then they shot this fucking commercial weeks in advance too. Like it did not all come together. Was, and like, there was no way they could have shot that and executed that in the, in the days that the show had been out. There's no way you're right. There's you're no right. way. You're so right. It was and all, so like, it, it was all, it was scam. I'm saying, like, we all, like, were kind of lied to. That's we the big lie. We were force-fed Peloton. Yes. Yes. So, anyway, I don't know. Allegra was iconic. I love when she said, celebrate yourself! Jess King doing a lightly lightly Spanish accent. Not a lightly Spanish. Just doing a Spanish accent. We'll, we'll go ahead and <laughs> say yes to that one. We're going to accept. We're going to accept. Wow. What a thrilling snarky faggy episode this was you know we definitely came in with our fucking faggy snarky opinions this time right i think i thought we brought the snark and we brought the fag a tree two like sort of repellent snarky <laughs> disgusting motor mouth noxious gays drug users and they're gay and too. they're gay they're so disgusting users. they're so gross talking about cum one of them's white. One of them's Asian. Asian. Ew. I don't know. Chinese, if I had to guess. Ugh. Disgusting. First thought, if I go, uh, first thought, Chinese, I guess. Ugh. Are they cute? I mean, I'm maybe. They're interesting. They're interesting looking. Mm, one of them, like their hands are both kind of weird. I really think I have weird hands. You have beautiful hands. You no, Bowen, look hands. at the look at my hand right no, now. No, they're beautiful. Your hand is so beautiful. Can I say something though? Hands, and this is not just I'm a, a hand thing to say. No, no, no. This is what I'm going to say. If you look at fingers and hands for too long, it's like that thing of no. when you look at a word too long and it becomes like a weird word. Hands I know, and hands are crazy. Are so look at me. Look at what I'm doing right now. The way I'm shaking my fingers. We need to put this part on the internet. Hands are so... Hands are real. Yeah, like... Look at the way they move the fingers. It looks like what? a little... I'm looking at my hand and it looks like a logo for something. Like, it shouldn't belong on my body. It's like too, like, 
ew, there's like four long things and then one short one on the side. Like who, who, who decided that? Since when did you have that Peloton tattoo across your palm? <gasps> Wait, what? Oh, the logo. No, I'm saying, but the design, the outline of my hand looks like it it's, it's, doesn't belong on a human body. It, I'm telling you, that's when you really realize that we're all aliens, is when you look at our Girl. fingers. And that's, that's all I have to say about that. Readers, we hope you have a great holiday season, a great new year. We're wishing you all the best tidings. Yes, tidings. Wow. Uh, thank you. For, honestly, to end on a really earnest note, thank you for listening to us all year. Yes, thank you. We love you. I forgot this was the last one of the year. God bless. God, this was it. This was it. This was kind of a doozy of a year. And thank you for like sticking with us. And you know, there was that. There was that serotonin deficit era. I think we're out of that. <laughs> thank you for being along with us for all the seasons. Like, I and I mean, I mean this in like the the seasons of the show in terms of the seasons of our lives. Like, mm, beautiful. Work. We, I think, you know, if you go back and listen, not that you would or that you would be interested or that would benefit you too, but I think you can really track our emotional journeys this year. And I think the best is yet to come. Next the best year. is yet to come. Next I think next year. year the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Well, we love you so much, readers. Have a happy new year, and we always close out with the song. For all the greatest beats for God and the For all the greatest beats for God. Little old legs There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie-crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. And creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. 
Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com designed for work.